Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up in about 40 minutes. I'm sorry, Dad. You're just going to have to sit this one out. Right now, joining us on the hotline, we welcome in Jared Diamond. Wall Street Journal Major League Baseball writer. Find this guy on Twitter, at Jared Diamond. Jared, how the hell you doing this morning, friend? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's wonderful to speak to you. We were just at the All-Star break. City was wonderful. i got to ask you, as we get ready for the technically not the second half, but the second half, by the way, everybody sees it. Who's been your biggest surprise and maybe who's been your biggest disappointment so far this year? Biggest surprise uh, is easy. To me, it's the Twins. I don't think anybody saw the Twins being this good. Uh, to be six and a half games ahead of Cleveland as we sit here in the middle of July is incredible. That lineup they have is beyond insane, the amount of home runs they're hitting with names that I wouldn't say are household names. And they have the best run differential in the American League right now, even more than the Yankees. So they're my biggest surprise. As for disappointment, uh, unfortunately, there's a few candidates there I could think of, but I think still the one that stands out to me, despite the fact that they're nine games over 500, is Boston. I think we all thought Boston had a chance to really vie to repeat as champions, and instead they currently aren't even in a playoff spot, but they are playing better. But the Red Sox not making the playoffs, if that happens, would be a, a complete, really a mess for that for that team. It was such an awful start to the season, and then things warmed up, and then it's kind of been whatever. Can I count? It, don't don't reach for the phone and slap me, Jared. Can I count the Yankees as a surprise because of the injuries? It's certainly a surprise how well they played for the month or two months they didn't have all their guys. And I think anytime you see a team that's sitting with a 650 winning percentage, it's a bit of a surprise. Although I can't say uh, I'm ever surprised by the Yankees winning. Isn't this what they always do? But somehow the Yankees, even when you think the Yankees are about to uh, finally show some crack, they always seem to win anyway, which I think is kind of why everybody hates the Yankees because they just find a way to keep winning. And here they are, uh, 58 and 31. And now they have their team back. And, oh, by the way, you could almost guarantee they're going to go out and get a pitcher in the next two weeks or so. So they're going to get better when the calendar says August 1st. Absolutely. Jared Diamond joining us on the show. So you mentioned the Twins. Do they have to be buyers here over the next couple of weeks? Or can they sit at all based on what they've amassed? Because it looks like the lineup's good and and the rotation has been better than what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, they need bullpen help. Uh, that's yeah. been a lot of teams need bullpen help. And are the <laughs> Twins willing to make the moves to go get it? There's a reason why a lot of Twins fans are still frustrated that their team did not sign Craig Kimbrell when he was available. The Twins were linked to him really the entire winter and into the season. Uh, Twins fans desperately wanted him, and I understand why, because they felt that that was a guy that could really shore up their roster. Instead, he goes and signs with the Cubs. So, 
I think there's disappointment there. And we'll see if the Twins make a move. The reality is they, were, they had a double-digit lead over the Indians not that long ago. Just a few weeks ago, they were sitting at you know, 10, 11 games ahead. It's only six and a half now, and the Indians are surging. So I'm not ready to say the AL Central is a done deal. The Twins mm-hmm. have a nice advantage, but the Indians are not going away. In fact, they're playing a lot better. I was talking to an MLB TV guy uh, during the All-Star break here in Cleveland, uh, Jared, and he told me keep an eye on the White Sox for the future. Says that they're really poised to break through. They were a team that really bottomed out. You see the Orioles, they're as historically bad as you can be. Detroit, Kansas City, and so on and so forth. Garrett Cole was outspoken about teams tanking. Is this the new wave? Is this maybe the right way to go about things? Bottom it out and and, and bring up young talent and, and get things going for the future, or is this dangerous to the game? Well, a few teams have had success doing it, obviously the Astros being the, the prime example. But I think the, the reality is it's not a, a foolproof strategy. In fact, the more teams that attempt this strategy to bottom out, the fewer teams actually have success doing it. And I think we can look around the league and see quite a few teams who have seemingly been in a perpetual sort of tank mode. I mean, it seems like a team like the Reds, for instance, have been rebuilding for years, or the Tigers have been in this sort of rebuilding phase for a long time and have not seen any results. So, uh, look, I don't think it's good for the game that teams are at, when teams are actively not trying to win. I know it works for the Astros, and in some ways I think that was a bad thing for baseball, that the Astros had so much success and are still having it after really going through the biggest tank job in the history of baseball, because mm-hmm. it did tell teams that it's acceptable. And uh, I'm just not so sure it's a good product. And I think there's a lot of fans in Baltimore and Miami right now that would agree. Well, I agree with you, because I think, I think people need to be careful about this, because the Astros have shown over the last few years, I know that they start out, what was it, 2013 or, or 12, with like $25 million in, in overall salary. Like a really low yeah. number. Like, you're right. And they lost over 110 games or whatever yeah. three times. But you know what? Over the last few years, they've been willing to pay for, pay for guys. And I think with but, some of these places, like, oh, we'll suck up. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you make a great point. And yeah. I think there's the thing that needs to be said about the Astros, yes, they tanked. But let's not forget, in addition to their spending, they also already had in their farm system and on their roster when they started this tank, they had Dallas Keuchel, who went on to be a Cy Young winner. They had Jose Altuve, who went on to be an MVP. And they had George Springer, who went on to be a World Series MVP and one of the best players in baseball. So to say the Astros didn't already have pieces, they did. They had them there already, and everyone conveniently forgets the fact that the Astros weren't really starting from nothing. In fact, they had some great pieces they didn't even know about when they started this tank job. Jared Diamond joining us on the show. Follow this guy at Jared Diamond on Twitter. One of the best Wall Street Journal writer uh, about Major League Baseball. Are the balls being doctored, Jared? Well, I guess it depends on what we mean by doctored. There's no question that the balls are different. They're definitely traveling more than they ever have before. And I'm, I'm sort of encouraged that finally, that uh, after years, really two or three years, of Rob Manfred burying his head in the sand and pretending that nothing had changed, at least finally he's acknowledging that, yes, the balls are different. Because for years it really was, it was, it was just willfully ignorant or a blatant lie when he would say the balls hadn't changed. At least now he's acknowledging it. We're operating from a sort of shared understanding of the truth. Players believe, or at least some players believe, Justin Verlander being a 
particularly outspoken one, that this is being done on purpose, that Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball wanted to boost offense and have intentionally changed the balls. Baseball swears that's not the case and that they this is a manufacturing issue that they're still trying to understand. Uh, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I'm willing to give baseball the benefit of the doubt. But I will say it's very convenient timing. that Right when offense tanks in 2014 and Rob Manfred is saying we need more offense in the game, suddenly the ball starts flying more than they ever have before. Well, you're not, but I am. So let me throw this by you here, is that he, he he gives several interviews this week. We're talking about Rob Manfred. It says, well, there's reduced drag, and we have a team of scientists looking at it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you have a team of scientists looking at it. Technically, though, Major League Baseball owns Rawlings. This is according to uh, Justin Verlander brought this up. And I wonder if, because he's being a little bit aloof about it, don't do you or do you not have to consult the Players Association before you make a change like this? Yes, they would. They absolutely would have to oh. before they make a change. Look, the Rawlings situation is really interesting, right? They do own a majority share of Rawlings. Uh, that started in 2018 is when they made that per- purchase. Uh, I think the deal was finalized in July of 2018. The balls had changed before that. The balls had changed Really, uh, we know when it started. It was you know, the all-star break of 2015 going into 2016 is when balls started flying. So MLB didn't own Rawlings then yet. Uh, the thought was when they bought Rawlings that this is going to allow them to uh, sort of strengthen the manufacturing process, have more control over it. Yet since that purchase, the problem's only gotten worse. So it's very hard what to make of that whole situation. Jared Diamond with us on the show. Did you see the stuff with the Atlantic uh, Atlantic League rules? Can we go have, over them? Um, yeah, it's, it's ex- I'm very intrigued by the whole thing. <laughs> All right, Megatron Joe West five thousand. Are you okay with robot umpires calling balls and strikes? Yeah, I've been I've been on this train for years. I think of the technology is good enough. It's time. The, this is the single biggest complaint from players and managers that strike zones are inconsistent and. Uh, I always thought it was a little weird that you had to have a scouting report on umpires' different strike zone. The strike zone is the strike zone. It shouldn't be so wildly different from game to game or even from inning to inning in some cases. Okay, counterpoint. I worry, just and make me feel better here. Give me a little peace of mind. I worry that it takes away some of the, and I know pitchers are sitting on basically their pitch anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Maybe that I just answer my own question, but here we go. I worry that it, it stops... Uh, some hitters from chasing pitches that are out of the zone. I wonder if it it, it stops them from trying to protect uh, with certain umpires. I, I thought that might be part of the gamesmanship and that if you put in robot umpires or a robot calling balls and strikes, that it kind of takes that part of the game out of it. It's, it's a possibility. I think the, the, the thing that we're going to see, I think, in the Atlantic League, and remember, it's only been one game, and it was an all-star game. So we have to see more when... Uh, the right, it goes to their regular season. I think it's supposed to start next week. Uh, that strike zone that the robot's going to call is bigger in many ways than the strike zone umpires call, especially up and down. Remember the high strike. The high strike hasn't been in baseball forever. Uh, it's going to be back now with the robot strike zone. That thing is calling that letter high strike that hasn't been called in years. So I do think it's going to force some more swings. I think, I think batters are going to feel like the strike zone got bigger. Uh, not smaller. That's that's my expectation. Should we really be giving another chance on bunts? Yeah, I don't really get that one. I don't really. 
I don't really have a strong opinion about it. I don't really understand the benefit of it, especially because <laughs> bunts are not really that common in the game. There's, that's sort of the case with a lot of these rules, though. There's some that are really interesting, some that I'm just sort of curious about, and some that make me go, okay. I'm not upset by it, nor do I really understand why it needs to be a rule. The bunt's one of, in that category. <laughs> um, stealing first base. I kind of like that one, where you on basically any drop pitch, it seems, you can just take off and go to first. Yeah, that one fascinates me. That's, that's one of those ones I feel like every baseball purist really hates. Yet for some reason, I just find it to be really funny. and inter- like, I like the idea of Billy Hamilton just being able to run to first whenever he wants. Um, I understand the concerns with it. Is it going to stop pitchers from throwing breaking balls and being more afraid to spike balls in the dirt when they know that runners can go at any time? But then again, like that was always the case with runners on base too, so I'm not sure how different it's going to be. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that one plays out. I'm also trying to picture in my head and struggling how often that situation really arises. How often does the ball with no one on base really get away from the catcher? I don't know. I'm curious not how often. that one plays out. Maybe a little I'm bit more in my – yeah, because it, it is Atlantic League. It probably happens more in minor league baseball than it does little, or little league, major league baseball. So you're right about that. I am actually upset with the interpretation of the check swing that they're putting in. I think that's dangerous. Yeah, I don't really, really understand that one. I don't even fully get what they're doing. They're, they're more or less just saying that all check swings go to the bat for the most part. That they want. It seems like a way to boost offense, I guess. They don't want batters being rung up. The check swing rule has always been weird because it's always been so nebulous. I feel like batters never actually know uh, <laughs> what illegal checks. I don't know if umpires know either. Doesn't it always seem like when they point down there, it's just 50-50? Pure I thought, no one really I, knows what the call I thought it was because I assume, okay, th- you played Little League Baseball, right? Yes, I did. Okay. I played first base. What position did you play? Also first base. I'm left-handed. Bingo! So you know exactly what I'm about to ask you. Can you or I could see the front of home plate from first base, so they would go down to the umpire because you'd have two umpires after a while. Once you got old enough, you'd have two umpires. They point down to first base. Well, you can see whether or not their bat went across home plate. Isn't that or the breaking of the wrist supposed to be a strike? The rule always had to do with intent. They always said the batter has to show intent. Intent. Well, well, what, what is, is that? that what is intent to swing? I mean, exactly. he had intent to swing when he started, and then he stopped having intent when he stopped. So what does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't know. No one knows. So I guess this is clarity. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird one. I don't, is this? I don't see it coming to the big league, this one. Are we in danger of making this the baseball version of pass interference in the NFL? Check swings? Or yes. all the rules in general? No, pe- no check swings. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think we have to remember that just because these rules are being tried out in the Atlantic League doesn't mean any of them are coming to Major League Baseball. Maybe some will, but I do like the idea of like having this independent baseball league that just have as like a testing ground where they can just try weird and wacky stuff. I mean, why not? Why not try things? Other sports try things all the time. Baseball never tries things. So at least they're trying something and we'll see what it looks like and if there's some good ideas, maybe we will see a couple of them. Well, I like it that it's being used in real baseball games. Like, like guys are actually trying to win and, and, and get a job again in the end, or in Major League Baseball or hanging on or whatever. So that's kind of fun. Like, if I, Honestly, if I were in 
Long, if I were on Long Island, I might go see a Ducks game because of this again. If I were already sure. feeling like, all right, let's go see, let's go see Robot Umpire. Let's go see, like, like I, I would imagine if they could do it, can we make it like, and I'm serious, can we make it like the umpire from, what would it be, Rocky Four, when he gives Paulie the, the, the robot for his birthday? Sure. Yes. Like, I, I kind of would. have that, that technology yet. Maybe. Who knows? I think it would just be kind of funny if they had balls and strikes. Hey, real quick, um, Universal DH, yes or no? I think it's inevitable at this point. So regardless of one's feelings about it, just get on board because I want your feelings. I don't I want your feelings. I don't I don't want the truth. I want your feelings. My feelings is that increasingly watching pitchers hit has just been kind of sad. I, I like do I prefer the National League style of play? Yes, I do. And if you asked me this five years ago, I would have said strongly no about the DH. But we've reached a point where pitchers are clearly putting in so little effort to their hitting in the National League that it's almost become pointless to have them even try. If you're going to have pitchers hit, they have to put in some effort to be good. I know you're, we can name a couple guys that are good, but they're so few and far between that it's, it's hard to justify them hitting for me. Can I, can I throw money at the problem? Can I say I'm going to give you a $2 million bonus if you hit 10 home runs, Noah? I would like to see that. They'll never do it, but that would be fun to see an army of Madison Bumgarners. Just, just wondering, just trying to make it a little bit more interesting. Je- uh, Jared, I thank you very much for the time, buddy. All the very best. We love running you down. Take care. You too. Thanks. Jared Diamond, Wall Street Journal Major League Baseball writer, at Jared Diamond on Twitter, joining us on the show. I got to ask Tom about the Universal DH when we come back. I got to tell you about the Universal DH when we come back. Also, yeah, you bet your ass the balls are doctored. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 120 p.m. Eastern, 1020 a.m. Pacific. Sean Pentagas is going to join us. Sports Radio 610 in Houston. I'll just get to it right now. I brought it up earlier this week. And you, I, I might as well have been asking for universal health care instead of asking for the universal DH. I had people so upset. And I just thought, I, I don't know how you're entertained watching that slop. I cannot understand. And I know there's there's hardcore National League folks out there. You Cardinals fans are a good group, and you Cubs fans are a good group, and Pirates fans are a good group, and all that other crap we like to say to you. You can't be telling me you like that stuff. Seriously, if you want to keep it, put a bounty on it. Any pitcher who gets 10 home runs in a season, I'll give you a $2 million bonus. $2 million. I'll give you a $2 million bonus. That's what you do if you're Major League Baseball. Any pitcher, you hit 10 home runs in a season, we'll give you $2 bucks. Madison, Clayton, Noah, all you guys, get your ass up there and get in the cage and get to work. Because everything else, it's just embarrassing. Listening to the Mets broadcast last week, Howie Rose, pitcher coming up to bunt. I can't do a really good High Rose impression. I'm sorry. I hope his daughter isn't listening. My goodness. I know. I'm sorry. What do you want from me, Tom? I can't do it. Okay? I tried. I can't. I almost did John Sterling, and that ain't right. And my John Sterling isn't even good. Stop trying to get beside the point. What I'm saying is, is that just put it in a universal DH. It's better. It's more fun. I don't have guys going up there to embarrass themselves, and people argue all the time, well, they're baseball players. Shouldn't they be able to play every single position? No, because I'm not going to have my pitcher go down there and catch. 
if we really are talking about this and you really want to be this archaic with the rules, let's go ahead and do it. And by the way, these guys that get out of high school, which they really try to not let them hit when they're in high school. That's why a lot of places have the EH, but they try not to let them hit. But when they do hit, it, they just are already getting ready to be pitchers. Once they go to college, they're not hitting. Once they go to the pros of minor league baseball, they're certainly not hitting because I'm not paying you to hit. I'm paying you to pitch. I'm paying on you to work on your craft to pitch, not to go up there and hit. Just try not to embarrass us. Can you move a runner from first to second? That's the best thing you can do. Please lay down a bunt. That's a victory. That's a good thing. So in today's rules, I want to point this out. All you baseball guys out there, hardcore analytics, you tell me there's no room for bunting anymore in professional baseball. It's a worthless play. There's no point of it. You'd rather go up there and swing. All the analytics tell you, all the science tells you, all the math tells you that you should be up there swinging away, trying to sit dead red, trying to go Matt Stairs. So I'm going to have a pitcher go up there. I'm going to have Jacob DeGrom go up there and try to put one down. Really? Oh, by the way, Max Scherzer, one of the best pay- one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball and one of the highest paid. How'd he break his nose? Oh, yeah, because he's in there trying to bunt. I'm sure that's what the owners of the Nationals wanted. Yeah, our, our highest price pitcher. The only guy, by the way, they're having another rough season. The only guy, I know I know they've gotten better over the last couple of weeks, but still, the only guy that people were willing to pay, willing to, pay to go see for a minute. Hey, he breaks his nose in the cage. Because he's up there trying to hit. But I gotta forget the DH. Can't do that. Gotta have pitchers going up there and embarrassing themselves. Bartolo Colon ain't in the majors anymore, man. It's not even funny anymore. Just worthless. It's the equivalent. It, you have other sports that have specialized positions. It's okay to have a pitcher just pitch. The same thing. Well, you know what? We're going to do this, and once a quarter, we're going to have Carson Wentz play center. No. Well, they got a hit. He's got to be able to go up there and play center. Once a quarter, we're going to have Taylor Lewan. He is forced to play running back. Taylor Lewan is going to line up wide and be a wide receiver once a quarter. The kicker is going to play center. It's dumb. Stop. Just get him out of the lineup. Put into DH, the people will bitch for a minute, and then whoever the DH is is going to hit home runs, and we'll all forget. 855-212-4CBS. It's not that hard. I'm not trying to ruin your life either by putting in a DH. Coming up next, yes, you bet your ass the balls are altered, all that, and also, I'm sorry, Dad, you're just going to have to sit this one out. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's great news. You can save money by switching to GEICO, and it's quick. 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. You just go to GEICO.com. That's GEICO.com. Coming up at 1.20 p.m. Eastern, 10.20 a.m. Pacific. Sean Pettigast going to join us, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Rob Manfred was on with my buddies Bull and Fox in Cleveland earlier this week. He was asked a question. Now, we just talked to Jared Diamond about it again from the Wall Street Journal. That interview going up very shortly, CBSSportsRadio.com. Jared was great. Gave us his thoughts on the Universal DH, the rule changes that are going on in the Atlantic League. Again, I think that they should. If they're going to do robot balls and strikes, you actually need to have a robot like Rocky Four go out there and call the balls and strikes. Make it fun, damn it. 
But Jared Diamond also commented on the balls and whether or not they're juice said, well, he's crediting Rob Manford a little bit for coming out and kind of telling the truth. I'm sorry, Jared. I got to disagree. I, I do not credit Rob Manfred when Bowen Fox in Cleveland on 92.3 The Fan asked him questions about the balls being different, and this is the best answer he could give. Well, we tried to be really transparent on this topic. Um, we actually commissioned a group of scientists unrelated um, to baseball to examine the manufacturing process and tell us whether anything has changed in a way. Um, that report we made available to the public. They concluded that nothing had changed in the manufacturing process, but that you know we should expect, because it is a handmade product made from natural materials, variation in the baseball. Those same scientists came back this year and told us that the ball seems to have a little less drag than it has in certain other years. And, you know, small changes in the amount of drag on a baseball can produce more home runs. Um, We don't know exactly why it happened. Um, We think we're in the process of trying to figure that out, but it is true that the baseball has a little less drag this year. Handmade. Natural materials. What did any of this actually mean? I swear to you, the first thought I had when I heard this live and then we played it again a couple of days later and I played it again just now, is this guy. Go. Reports that say there's that, that, that something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because, as we know, there are known knowns. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. Totally Rob Rumsfeld here now. Rob Manfred, Donna Rumsfeld, Rob Rumsfeld. You basically just told me there are unknown unknowns. This is what you said. It's a handmade, it's a natural handmade thing. You know, it's also a natural handmade piece of equipment, an NFL football. Tom Brady was suspended four games. They know. Now, I don't think the NFL, now I got to look into this. I don't think the NFL owns Wilson. Justin Verlander, in his own attempt to blow the lid off, which did get us talking, and Justin, we thank you brought this up earlier, said, and he was cussing about it, courtesy ESPN, saying it was garbage. Saying that they know about this, they've changed the baseball, and that they've done so on purpose. And they did it because they own Rawlings, who makes the baseball. We're dealing with a handmade piece of equipment here. There are natural things that go on. If it's handmade and natural... Let's be serious about this. There's rawhide, there's yarn, there's the stitching, there's the whole thing. I get all that. I can understand that baseballs could possibly be a little bit different. You're telling me that since you said there needs to be more offense and it's gone higher and higher and higher, the amount of home runs have have just jumped off the page over the last four years? Well, we're finding out a few baseballs have drag. No, all the all all the baseballs are losing drag. Rob, I'm being told this is the truth. I'm supposed to applaud Rob Manfred about this because I had to ask Jared Diamond, and I did. Where I don't think Rob is really being truthful. Well, we've consulted with scientists, and we find out that some of the balls, again, all the balls, some of the balls. Have no drag. 
So you've obviously altered the balls with the stitching. Oh, and go ask Anna, uh, go ask uh, Aaron Sanchez how his career is going and what his hands look like. Obviously, there's a change, and it's been going on over the last few years. And I usually wouldn't have a problem with it. I, I can't sit here and act outraged by great offense. I'm not. I'm not outraged. I'm not outraged because there's more home runs. I'm not outraged because these are Ruthian feats of strength of which they look like. The only reason I guess I'd be somewhat outraged, and it's a percolating little outrage right now, and I know I do pretty well with outrage. I'm not outraged yet. I have a feeling I'm going to be because as this continues to be brought to light, and again, I had to ask Jared about this, when you make a change to the equipment, don't you think you have to talk to your players association too? When you make a change in the equipment, don't you need to make that known publicly? When you make a change in the equipment, with which this does, and you could try to say it's frivolous or maybe a weak correlation, but we all know how lawsuits work. When there's a change in the equipment, shouldn't you probably say that because we are dealing with a bit of a controversy about extending Nets foul pole to foul pole to make sure that nobody gets hurt in the stands? And since you didn't really announce your change to the equipment and the balls are coming off the bat a little bit faster and there's a reduced drag and they're a little bit bouncier, I don't know. I know that there are signs conspicuously posted, but a good lawyer might be able to get past that. If you would have just came out and said you're changing the baseballs, or if you would have worked with the players' union, maybe it wouldn't have happened. I just don't think it was worth the risk. Because you're in the one sport that belabors these things constantly. This is not this is not a good thing about the other sports. When we talk about football, roids have been brought up and we forget about it. Drug use has been brought up, and we basically forget about it. Weed is at the top of people's minds. I'll grant you that. But but other drugs, eh, we kind of just forget about it after a while. Domestic violence, we forget about that after a while. Child abuse in some cases, we forget about that after a while. The NBA, fights, drugs, we forget about those things after a while. Major League Baseball, we are in year 20, still talking about freaking steroids. We are still talking about steroids and still going over Mark McGuire's career and what he would have really done if he wasn't on the gas. And the same thing said for Barry Bonds and for Jose Canseco and all the other names that you know. We're still doing it. And I'm, I think I'm going to be upset when, if... I should say, the lid is finally blown off, and then we finally start going over, well, the balls were altered, and guess what's up? Well, I guess we have to put an asterisk next to Vlad Guerrero Jr. because all his home runs don't really count because, you see, the ball was altered, and you can't alter the ball, even though way back when, about 100 years ago, they had something called the dead ball era, then they had the live ball era, and no one gave a damn about that because then they announced it, and they made, it, they made that change, and then that was fine. But here they just went kind of cloak and dagger about it, didn't tell their players' union, which is a tremendous no-no, and didn't tell anybody else, and the one game where we make a big deal about these things, and then we're going to pay the fiddler for that for the next 20 years. Why didn't you just tell everybody? If you'd have told me back in 2014 you were changing the baseballs, that's Jared Diamond right there saying it. If you'd have told me back in 2014 you were changing the baseball, I'd have said, yeah, we need some more offense. The times are a-changing. I wonder now if it's harder to be a pitcher than it ever was. 
You got guys who are working you deeper in accounts. Guys don't. Keith Hernandez, his lips to God's ears to you. Keith Hernandez will tell you to himself, guys don't know how to work an 0-2 count anymore. All of a sudden, it's 3-2. and two. That's a higher pitch count. He'll say this during SNY broadcasts. It's a higher pitch count. Now, instead of going seven or eight innings, guys are going five and two-thirds. Now the bullpens are coming out. The bullpens have sucked worse now than they've ever sucked. Because bullpen pitchers are basically guys who are starters, who are failures, who don't know how to work in today's Major League Baseball and pitch against these type of hitters who work counts and are just going to sit there and wait for a home run or an attempt at a home run, or they'll strike out, but they're still going to get seven, eight, nine, ten pitches in and a bad. Causes for longer games, quote-unquote more boring games, and we all have these same type of problems with baseball. And then when we start to talk about it, there will be people who are upset because baseball lied to me. Great. Now we got that going for us. Oh, because Rob Manfred didn't want to tell the truth. So there you go. Instead of telling it directly, we went around this, and then we'll have problems with it. And then we'll get and wait until we do the Hall of Fame voting. That's going to be great. Dan Lebetard's going to sell another Hall of Fame vote, or somebody else is going to sell another Hall of Fame vote. I don't know if he's allowed to make his anymore. And then we'll start putting in other guys into the Hall of Fame. I don't know what the credentials will be for that, but I'm sure we'll have big reasons why, and we'll have a bunch of guys stand out there in that mountain. Well, you know, Carlos Santana, he hit some doubles and got some walks. He's a Hall of Famer now. Okay, fine. We'll just bastardize it even more. Tom, maybe you think I'm having an overreaction. I heard somebody yell what in the background, so maybe I'm wrong. Now was Shep. Oh, okay, that was Shep. I, I'm just pointing out when you have the situation that you have, where you don't tell your players' union a situation, you don't tell, or you don't tell them what you're going to do. That's going to be a no-no. And we do have a work stoppage that's going to be coming right around the corner. And boy, that's going to be nice and long and awful. And they'll probably try to talk about bringing in scab players, and that's just going to ruin it even more. I have no objection. I'm just happy thank that you. you're talking about this. I have no well, objection I, at all. Well, I'm and, just thank and something you. that Jared said uh, going back to the Jared Diamond interview that this is as old as the All-Star break around 2015, which is crazy to think about. Um, even for me, the one small baseball boost I've gotten in recent years is this Mets World Series run on the back of uh, Daniel Murphy going absolutely crazy. And thinking about all this again, it's like, yeah, maybe Daniel Murphy just figured out that if he hit the ball in a certain spot, he could make it fly a mile and he realized, I don't have to swing as hard. I just got to make good contact, and this thing will go out. And it kind of made him red hot for this playoff run. Like, it's weird to even now think back on the only good baseball memory I've had recently and think maybe it's a little bit uh, tainted by the fact that the balls are juiced. I no, hate it. I, see, I that's, hate the and, whole and thing. That's, that, that's the absolute opposite of it. See, this is the entire point of the exercise here, Tom, is that I looked at the other sports. How many serious problems do the other sports have? The NBA has problems. The NFL has problems. The NFL has serious problems. Good God. The NFL has very serious, oh, dark, problems. ugly problems. And every single Sunday, myself included, we cheer, we root, we're excited. Every single night that the Cleveland Cavaliers or the De- Detroit Pistons or the Denver Nuggets or the Utah Jazz or the Portland Trailblazers go, we go nuts for it. But in Major League Baseball, well, you see, I don't know if I can really cheer or I cannot because, well, I now that I know the balls are doctored, but I also know that the guys back in the day, they used to be goosed up on steroids back in the day. I think so that's... now I don't know. I mean, stop making me feel... I, what 
I don't want to do is I don't want to make people feel guilty for being a fan of baseball, for being a fan of, a, of right. an American sport. That's what I'm trying not to do. So it's all our faults. I understand that people shouldn't be such a gatekeeper about it and understand that, yeah, it's professional entertainment that we hold in high regard. We really do. Right, but yeah, that's, you why, have... that's why baseball is a little bit different because it has history and the difference between what's happening with baseball. Yes, NFL has awful, awful existential off the field issues. Yes, but in terms of the integrity of the game on a game to game basis being dramatically changed in recent years, it, the other sports don't have that problem like baseball. And does. what bothers me so much about it is that you have had serious, and I mean serious. Horrific problems in Major League Baseball in the past. And we've been able to, we've been able to remember, but we've been able to move on. You had serious systemic racism that went on in Major League Baseball. You had a scandal where guys were gambling and throwing the game. Now, I know that this is a different era. Obviously, this is a different era. But how can we do that where we go, we respect what happened in 1947, and now we honor it. We respect what happened in 1919, and now we look at that as one of the changing points in American sports. But every single damn time we get talking about baseball, we get talking about steroids. And now we're going to start talking about juiced balls or doctored balls or whatever they're doing to the balls. Maybe the damn thing's going to look like a, like a shuttlecock by the time we're all said and done. And no, I'm not just forcing that words. Who knows? Maybe they'll just put feathers on the damn thing. Because obviously we wanted a whole bunch more home runs. Well, we do have a bunch more home runs. But we also have a bunch more strikeouts. And any one of the other little parts of the game that we used to like, we don't really like as much anymore. We're just waiting for another home run. And I like home runs just as much as I like the next guy. But obviously to some point, because ratings are, I don't know, it depends on who you want to listen to, but certainly attendance is down. But we won't argue over that. So we'll go ahead and do it. I'm not outraged over this yet. I just have a feeling I'm going to be more outraged, even though when you're listening to me right now, boy, it sounds pretty outrageous. Coming up in 20 minutes. What time is it? 20 minutes. Five burning questions. Up next, it's not more games you're really adding. It's just two more preseason games. It's Ken Carlin on CBS Sports Radio. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.